Shalom, everybody, and welcome back to the Shai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Jerusalem to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom and welcome to the land of Israel Network, and shalom and welcome to Yerushalayim, the holy city, where I am joined with uh, our beloved Rabbi Mike Foyer. Rabbi Mike, shalom. Oh, shalom, Yishai. How are you doing? Lots of hellos to you from all kinds of folks around the world, uh, and our own Uri Karzen from Hebron uh, says hello to you, and he asks that your show have better um, markings at the beginning, like season one, episode three, like S1, E3, because it's hard for him to sometimes find the I've episode. Started, I started it in late in season two. Okay, it's, very good. It's, I'm working, working on it. Okay, great. Uh, this is the Yishai Fleischer Show, the other show that Rabbi Mike has on this, uh, uh, on this uh, program, on this network, and, uh, or the one he participates in in any case. And uh, I, lucky me, I get to fly around the world and connect to a lot of people, but I also miss Torah portions. And I miss the Torah portions of yeah, Kedoshim. Miss Kedoshim I miss it. Now, huh? here's another thing. Tomorrow morning, I fly out to London. What? Tomorrow morning, I fly out to London. They're doing Emor there. You're so going mi- to miss Bihar as well? I'm going to miss Bihar. It's so weird. Oh, my gosh. It's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. man. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of an unpleasant problem, right? It's like you, you have all those guys who uh, keep second days here in Israel, you know? But, like, how about us, how about us, us Israelis that want to fly out to you guys? You guys should read the Torah for me. For uh, for my Torah portion, right? Or or maybe confusing. they could they could have easily fixed this already. Why don't they just fix it the first Torah portion that they can? And that's just go that's double? a complicated question. <clears throat> okay, I know that just reminds me why I never go anywhere. There you go. Yet See, another reason. There you go. Well, uh, maybe the, the I will get to hear once again the uh, segment of the Torah portion. In and in more, which is called the blasphemer. <laughs> I think it's actually blasphemer. Blasphemer. Okay, and <laughs> send us send us a note if you get the reference. That's right. If you get the reference, blasphemer. Uh, I I actually am I'm, I'm interested, and I've been uh, trying to read up more about the this blasphemer and to learn more about him. And this is towards the end of the Torah portion of uh, Behar. Excuse me, more, which is Leviticus chapter twenty four, verse. Uh, uh, verse um, t- ten. It starts, verse, the story starts in ten. Uh, verse ten. There it is. There it is. Actually, you know, let, let's just right beforehand. We have um, a long Torah portion. These these are really the social laws uh, in these uh, Torah portions. Uh, and and at the end of uh, Parshat Emor, uh, you have a long litany of the holidays. You have a long litany of the holidays. One of the three lists the Torah gives. Right. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's one of the exhaustive schedules of yep. the year. Of course, it doesn't have Hanukkah and Purim. Okay. Maybe some allusions to it, but there's no Hanukkah and Purim. In fact, in fact the Balaturim finds an allusion to lighting candles on Hanukkah. Um, with Aaron. W- with with the connection between the, the, the Nerot. The, the Ner, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, uh, the menorah and that it's connected right next to... The list uh, of the holidays. The list of the holidays, specifically Sukkot. And we know that the Maccabees thought of themselves of creating a new Sukkot holiday. It wasn't just creating new. I mean, Sukkot was the last holiday they could have possibly celebrated that they had missed. So when they came back into the temple, there's this idea of tashlumim, of, right. of, of actually sort of making up for something you've missed. So right. it was very natural to fit it into the Sukkot structure. Right. Uh, it's like, you know, it's like, you know how they have in America Christmas in July, you know, you had, uh, yeah. you had, uh, Sukkot Shops in, on uh, Tuesday. right. You had Sukkot on, uh, Sukkot uh, on Hanukkah. Yeah. And, uh, Sukkot on Christmas. That's, that's Chris, you know, and, yeah, yeah, you, get, right, you know anyway. what I'm saying? Uh, so, so, so good stuff there, a long list. And, and I want to tell you that, that my beloved wife, Malka, 
I've said this before on the show, but I I, I know she's going to go to heaven because she's after 120 because uh, she's such a mm-hmm. fabulous person. But her, her one uh, greatest. Uh, I, in my in my lowly opinion, my small opinion, and from this worldly eyes, her greatest like like love in Judaism of commandments is the holidays. She's crazy about the holidays, you know. If, and the holiday, the house gets decorated and those themes and get the presents. Cut, the whole thing comes on those holidays, the times. And I th- I think it's it's worth it for us to just for a second delve into the idea of of this thing, which we've talked about in various ways, which is the time circulates around and yet at the same time there's something new and, and innovative in, in every one of these holidays but we live our life with that with cycles and and the truth is is that a person who travels like me knows that cycles are great and habit is great and 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 rote if used properly is great you know going to the same and we have in judaism a lot of that if you go to shul you got to sit in your seat if you can, right. if you can, there's a big difference. And when you got your seat, and it takes time to find your seat in the synagogue. You're not as territorial as I am. It didn't take me much time at all. Well, but <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you always find the good one? I knew exactly where I was headed. Okay. I staked it out. I get there early, and I growl <laughs> at anybody who comes near Right. It. Okay. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, I also have a seat at uh, the Rav Shlomo Katz synagogue. And, and we're, we're, when I'm there, I, like <clears throat> that's your place of plugging in. And it's actually when you do it repetitively, that's when you find flow. You find flow. There's a flow to the to the morning routine. There's a flow to the Sabbath coming every six days. Your body already knows Friday night that you're gonna be darn tired because because you 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 slid into home base on Shabbos. And there's a flow around the holidays. Right, Shabbos. Right. Now. <laughs> and by, and by the way, this is a long stretch now. We're in the stretch now until well, we're actually in the in the well, once uh, we pass Shavuot. Pass we'll Shavuot, exactly. I was going to say summer stretch. First, we have Yom Yerushalayim. You know what that's about, and then you have Shavuot, which is big. I like. I get nervous for Shavuot. It's such an important holiday, and then and then and then you get that stretch, that stretch, and then you got Tisha B'av, and you know what that's about. Some fast days and and heavy days, and then you got Tubav and beach days, right? <laughs> and then it's Rosh Hashanah, and then it's and then Sukkot. it's back to the beginning again. Right there, you go. So you know, Achrimo uh, Kedoshim Emol. Um, which is a phrase, you know, Achrimot Kedoshim Memor, shall we say, holy things after the dead, um, are really informally known as the Holiness Code. Right? These parshiot together present a whole image of the world, and one of the things that you're articulating there is that there's a particular type of holiness that comes through time, right? And, and, and the structures of time in particular. And what's fascinating to me is that in exile, Am Yisrael became very good at living within structures of time. We, you know, delve deeply into how to access and articulate and enhance all of the measures of divine service that come through time. So no matter where we were in space, it was almost irrelevant, right? And, and by the way, in historical time, it may have been irrelevant as well, but in sacred time, the Shabbos, Shabbos, you know, or, or the Moadim, etc. And, and what's fascinating to me is we just passed a holiday, a new holiday, Yom Ha'atzma'ut, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, um, which is on one hand another marker in time, but it represents a completely different dimension of holiness, which is a dimension of holiness in space, which is a great challenge that we face in our times. That as a people, how do we re-enter geographic holiness? I mean, not even to speak of the temple, which is so beyond But I, but our I think grasp. that's what Hanukkah is also, right? Uh, no, tomatoes. I, I, yeah, we could have that debate, but I, I don't think really because Hanukkah we didn't manage to hold it, and so and so uh, Hanukkah did we managed to hold this one. Yeah, I think we. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Uh, I'm I, confident. I'm, I'm pretty confident that those um, guys, the Maccabees, thought that they were holding it. Uh, yeah. Okay, we can we can have that debate. But my point is that Hanukkah got historically pulled into 
the the structure of time, mm-hmm. right? And, and one can make an argument, by the way, that that's why the sages um, a, emphasize the miracle of, of the Pachashem, of the, of, of the candles, and not the miracle of the military victory. And perhaps, you know, that was the shift. Either way, we're facing an opportunity, mm-hmm. facing an opportunity to return. Which, of course, is even more so because we're like moving toward the Temple Mount. And, and, and this is a challenge. And it's one, frankly, that the Torah itself has a base for, but our tradition doesn't give us so much work. We haven't had so much articulation of what does it really mean to delve into the sanctity of place. And so I just give that to all of us as, um, as a task we're facing. Because we have a lot, a lot. Like you, know, you said, you know, Malka's able to, to the, the decorations and the themes and the Torahs that we all learn and the songs that we sing and the, the rhythm is there for us. All you have to do is step into it. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. But how as a people do we actually relearn the sanctity of space? And, and you have uh, these holidays that uh, the, the rabbinate recognized as holidays. But at some point, um, a lot of the ultra-Orthodox world kind of reneged on that. Yeah, they retreated. Retreated from that. If you, if you read a lot of the ultra-Orthodox writings in, in 1948, 1950, these places, they were, they were there. There is floating out around out there Eliyahu Kitov's original... Yom Ha'atzma'ut writings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever seen them? I heard about them. They're, they're much more powerful them. than... And, and you could see it, by the way, between his uh, between uh, the English version of the Book of Our Heritage and the Hebrew version, which is kind of uh, dumbed down a little bit yeah. uh, in terms of its excitement uh, about these times. Uh, there was a big saga in Lakewood. You heard about the saga in Lakewood? There was a giant, crazy saga in Lakewood about the sandwich store that put out a flag of Israel and then the kashrut... Uh, the, the people that gave them a uh, certification called them and said, "Don't take down the flag, or we'll pull our certification." What? But they, but what happened was is that they went with that public. They went to the social media, Ooh. put that out, Ooh. and and the whole of Lakewood came shopping at their place. at their place. Ooh, yeah, and, and there was a big statement from the people like, "No, yeah. this is cool. Yeah. Like, we're cool that's, with that's this." Interesting. And yeah, and just yesterday I had a yeshiva, a, a very a very special young kind of yeshiva. In, in Hebron, and um, there was a guy there who you could see underneath the black hat and the bekesha, the black uh, kind of robe, that he had large holes in his ears because he had those large earrings. Right. You could see a tattoo, and, and, and then somebody w- winked at me and told me, like, he's been through a lot, and then at some point afterwards, he says to me, I, he goes to me, he goes, I heard that you said something like, we wouldn't be here if not for the army. He challenged me. I'm like, well, I meant defense-wise, of course. I meant, you know, the, the, the reality the, the on reality, the ground. Right. So he's like, so are you pro-army? I'm like, what do you mean by that? He goes, because I'm very anti-army. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, he's like well, when I, when I moved to Israel, I was very, like, I really was pro-army. But then in my, like, trying to find where God is and all that, I became, like, anti-army. And, 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 and basically, um, the, the reason I'm telling you this story is because I saw a young man who was, and he, in his words, he's struggling to try to find the middle ground, the place. And he, he's trying to figure out, like in his motion towards Torah in Israel, he doesn't know where to put the emphasis. Is it God? Is it man? Is there a holiness to man's work? And I said to him, I said to him, this is, you're not asking about the army. You're asking a theological question about how God operates through humanity. And do you see how it connects directly to my point about not understanding the holiness of place? Right, right. Because you don't have place in the world without a willingness to stand on it. And an army in its ideal is an expression of that. Yes, we are here to stay. I would rather not use guns and tanks and planes to have to assert that, but I'm not going to 
going to retreat from it if that's what it takes. And I'm going to believe that God is the one who gives me the strength to fight that battle. But but God also, the whole element of artsyut, of, of the earthiness of Eretz Yisrael, is God says, now it's your turn to actually fight those battles. Right. I'm not going to do them for you. But I also said to him that this is something that, although I totally agree with you, that it's a land uh, identification or... Uh, but then again, I said to him, on the other hand, it's also true about anything in life. Anything. Like business or living. It's like, is God going to do it or am I going to do it? And I said to him, in Judaism, we have a basically a pretty simple formula. God, you give me strength to do these things and I thank you for giving me the strength to... Yeah, but you should know that's machlokot him. It's an argument of the early medieval authorities whether that's a reflection of the curse of Adam or whether it's a I- spiritual ideal that we should, we're meant to pursue. Okay. And there's a whole perspective out there about hishtadlut, this idea that I need to do my portion in life. There's a perspective that comes down from the Rishonim and their understanding in, in, in the whole story of Adam all the way through to, in many ways, modern Haredi society, right? Where no hishtadlut is a reflection of the sin of Adam and therefore a person should strive for a spiritual life in which they do the least amount possible. But you have to actually have to hold it, meaning it's not good enough to just go buy uh, a lottery ticket and think that God will provide like it's magic. If you're going to hold that level, you have to go buy the lottery ticket and say, if God wants me to live in abject poverty, I'm willing to do that. Right? You understand? There's, there's a verse in the Torah that says, Ki chayl. I know. He it's gives a, it's, a, you, it's he machloket gi- on that verse. I'm right. telling you. He gives you strength. Bring the sources to, if you want. Right. To me, okay, you know. To, I'm with you. Yeah, to me, I'm with you. It's the I, Ron, by the way, who's, yeah. the, who's the reader of what you were talking about. Yeah. Okay, I, I understand. But, but at the end, at the end, we live. We live. And, and, and he, I was going to say to him, like, you could be more studious in Torah or less studious. It's going to depend on you and, and, and your willingness to do that. Then you thank God for the strength that he's given you to do it. Right. Um, and uh, it's, it, this, this actually brings, brings in a, a even maybe, a, maybe we could ground this question a, a bit more even at the verses at the second Torah portion that we want to talk about today, which is Bihar, mm-hmm. in which there are a few phrases that say, that say because you are... You are guests with me. You are sojourners with me in my land. Don't yes. sell the land in perpetuity, for you are... Gerev Toshav. Right, which is fa- the famous Abrahamic phrase. Mm-hmm. I am a sojourner, a guest and a sojourner in your land, a dweller and a sojourner in your land. And, and, there, and God says, you, you, you're not the bosses of this land. You're not the bosses of this land. You, the only way you could be, quote-unquote, bosses is if you realize that you are... So I am the, I am the owner of the property. You could be leasing it for me if you wish, but understand that I'm the boss and my laws are the ones that, that matter. But then at the end of that Torah portion, they'll, it'll say your land. Like you will, how do you, you know, what you got to do in your land. Or for example, in, in, uh, in, uh, in, in, Kiddush, in, uh, in, in Bihar, it has the the phrase. You don't know where right, are you? In right your now. land, don't don't uh, don't castrate animals in your land. Yeah, sure. Okay, so so there's there's a tension there. Is it your land? It's the same exact tension as this army question. Is it your land or is it my land? And you're sojourners with me. And the answer the answer is kind of if you if you think about it kind of logically, it's it's kind of obvious. It's like I'm telling you that the Uber structure is that it's my world, but I'm giving it over to you. Follow these laws, and you'll be and you will live in it, right? And but you have to act like a boss, <clears throat> not the. You have to act like a boss, but knowing that there's a higher boss. 
Yeah, listen, it's it's a tough tension, and and I just keep going back to the same idea: is that the, that we have so little um, wisdom accumulated over the time of our tradition, and in how to do that, how do we actually have ba'alut? How do we actually um, um, fill the space of this is our land without falling into the non-Jewish models that are out there, right? Um, because it's interesting in law, what, what I would call this is what's called usufruct. Right, you don't actually own the land. You is own that the, a yogurt? What is that? No, usufruct is a is a is a type of property law where the which is precisely what the Torah is talking about. If I, you know, imagine you know the Mashiach comes and we divide up Eretz Israel back into its tribal lands, and I get my inheritance, you get your inheritance, but I need some cash, so I sell you part of my inheritance. Do you own it? No, you or don't. For, for uh, no, but you don't own it. Right. You don't own the land. I'm leasing it. You're leasing it. Use right. a fruct. You have the rights to all the usages of it. Right. So that's exactly what God said. Stam Yisrael. You don't own this land. The land is mine, but I'm giving you the rights to the usage. Right. Contingent upon, of course, your kafuf uh, takonon. Right. You have to, you have to, you have to keep the laws of the Torah. Right. Right. But but it 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 bespeaks a different level of relationship. And it, by the way, it's meant. To encourage a sense of um, of husbandry, of like like you have to like actually um, bring the most out of the land because you're it's not just yours. You're gonna have to give it back in in the end, right? I mean, you're I said, doing that's a funny thing you said right now because because you might think the opposite. You might think it's not, and that's what this young man was saying to me. It's not totally ours. It's God's, and therefore I don't want to rely on the strength of man and I don't want to set that out as a value and it's also by, by the way it's also a brand it's also, it there's, is a brand there's, there's many I, I've, I've many times realized that maybe it's a product of our western way of thinking a lot of times it, it goes down to and, and in American minds often this is even more the case uh, where it re, it's reduced to actually like but I'm this brand yes and that other brand... And that conf- goes with package thinking, by the way. Right. Like, I, I check this box, that box, and this box of what I believe because I'm that brand. I'm that brand. That's right. And, and it's, it's, it, I think, actually, our, our minds are probably uh, predisposed to that way of thinking. Could be. I don't it's, know, it's but probably, it's certainly common. It's probably like, this is my pack. This is my... I hear that. Know, the, the, or, and, I hear that. It's a or, point. You're either in or you're out. And right. If you're in, then what's the point of like... But like, it, go to like reptile brain, like trees have fruits, good. Fruits, <laughs> good, you know? <laughs> This weird. I'm trying mushroom. to stay out of reptile brain today. It's okay, but reptile brain, you know, it, go, it goes it, back it serves, to that a lot of times. It serves. It's it's the it's the it's the MS DOS behind it all. <laughs> you know what I mean? That we and and so and so, conf, conf, confining things to groups and grouping things. Sure. But like a lot of times, he's this young man who obviously was one time with the big earrings and the tattoos and was belonging to that world is now running away from that world by putting the black and white outfit on him. Which, by the way, I don't minimize. Like that's cool. That's I get it. I respect that. But then he's he's in a uniform, right? And he's looking at the other people in the uniform. He's like, I used to think that your uniform was cool, and I could have. He said this to me. I could have put on that uniform. But for one reason or another, he didn't. Now he's putting on this uniform. So this uniform is not that uniform, okay? Uh, instead of instead of actually being able to say in a more mature way, like, we're all in uniform. I'm just in a different unit here. Um, well, the question is, what's the good? I mean, what's, right. what's the command I'm getting? And uh, I don't want, know if we want to go into that. But, um, the it, it's a, it, that, but, but that is what we're into. That is what we're talking about. We're talking about state and human power. I understand. As opposed to what? As, as opposed to, and that, by the way, is an important question. As opposed to what? Yeah. As opposed to what? Does God 
machinate things. No, well, listen, can let's face it. It would be really raw when you want to talk about the situation you're describing as opposed to the rabbis. Meaning there are people okay. within this young man's world right. who are giving pikud, they're giving command in the same way that, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that a Rav Seren is in the army. Right, uh, and, and a lif- lieutenant. Whatever uh, it is. I'm, I'm just going major. To Eng- Isn't he a major? major? But I'm going to England tomorrow, so I want oh, to sorry, say yeah. lieutenant. Um, <laughs> the By the way, I'm interested to know: Am I going to England, Britain, or the UK? Which one am I going depends to? Depends on where you land. Meaning, you're certainly going to the UK. <laughs> De- where- I'm definitely going to the UK. Yeah, I assume you're not. England, you're not going to Free Ireland, are you? No, but right. England is part of right, the, the United the, Kingdom, and Britain. I've never really understood what Britain is. <laughs> I would be honest with you on that one. I think I'm going to also another interesting thing about interesting thing about cities. You got Chicago land. They say Chicago land area, uh-huh. but London you call it London town, right? London town. London town. I'm going yeah. to London. I don't know. It's just interesting. I've heard it's a great town. London is a London is a is watch. A, careful crossing the street. London is a powerful place. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a um, world world center. It's definitely a world center and yeah. an economic center. It's a it's a powerful place. You could feel it. Uh, at the same time, you know, it's like it's like it's an interesting thing in here. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but um, I really don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here. But but, but I'll do it Jews, anyway. yeah. But it's an interesting thing about Jews. Uh, Jews are influential in relationship sometimes to the country of influence that they live in. Meaning to say, yeah, sure. Meaning to say, French Jews today are still a lot. But they're out. They may have money. They may have influence in France, but they're out. And it's because France, France is not is so out. influential in the world. Right. Right. England is a, is a kind of, you know. It's a small player. It's a player. It's, it's yeah. out there, you know, and it's still kind of the yeah. old. It's still kind of. It's in the mix. You know, and, and now there's this new baby and everybody's excited about it. Right. Know. Yeah. You're going to see the baby. <laughs> I, I was invited. Um, uh, but American Jews. They have a lot of power. I have power. And so recently they've been, and I wrote about this, have been complaining about Israeli policies and basically complaining to the world power Mm -hmm. about their own brothers doing something that they don't like. It's a a crazy situation that we find ourselves in. The Jews are turning to to the global power that they live in and saying, say new, new, new to our brothers in Israel. We don't like what they're up to. Yeah, there's a whole lot we could say about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. We, we, We kind of digressed a little bit. And now that brings us all to the blasphemer. <laughs> the blasphemer. Okay? You were just trying to get yeah. there. Because so the blasphemer is a, is a, is a fascinating person. Um, so here's what we know about the blasphemer, and there's, there's definitely some difference between the, the straight text and the metadata, the biblical metadata that the Jewish people have about this story. Uh, and basically what we learn is... Um, uh, that there are... That, there, that there's a... Um, there's a fight. The son of an Israelite woman went out, and he was the son of an Egyptian man amongst the children of Israel, and he fought with somebody else. They fought in the camp, the son of the Israelite woman and the Israelite man. Okay, so here you have a guy who at the time, uh, at the time uh, 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 tribal affiliation was, was designated through the father, yep. and he has, a, he has an Egyptian father. Now, who, who is this Egyptian father? That's where the metadata comes in. So the metadata basically says, you know that guy that Moses killed? Right. Remember that guy that Moses killed? That, and he killed him either by striking him or by just... Saying the name of saving God. Saying the name of God. Which is my, one of my favorite biblical images. Yeah, it's like... It's like and, he lo- and remember, Moses looks to side to side to see if there's any person... Ish. Right, Medra says he looked... To, to this past generations uh, and his yichus and his forward generations, he said there's, there's nothing no good coming value. from here. Right. Zappo. Okay. Yeah. 
And the story's and, over. And he zaps him, but it looks like that this guy at some point snuck in, and either and either and either she married him, or or he actually snuck in right. and played the husband. The switcheroo. Did the switcheroo with the mother of this of this uh, individual. Anyway, uh, so according to the medrash, he comes in and he wants to settle into a camp, and he thinks since his mother is from the tribe of Dan that he's a Danite. And he goes and he sets up shop. Most people don't bug him. But one dude okay. is the stickler. Who's your daddy? Right. Who's your daddy? And that's the name of the show, right? Who's your daddy <laughs> right there? So, so um, and, he's, and this one, and this is an interesting thing I, th- I found. What's that? That there's a one, it's, it's a dude. It's the one guy who won't let it go. Right. It's a dude in court. A dude took him to court. Yeah. Not the tribe. Not no. the heads. There was a stickler. Yeah. Other people were willing there's to be like. There's always somebody. Yeah, but that was an interesting point. That wasn't like a decision made by the elders, and they they hauled him to court. One guy was was not letting him letting him Just settle in. Settle in. I actually think that it was the blasphemer who went to court. But in court, in any case, it was clear there was one person, and blasphemer takes the one person. To, they have some kind of oh, he takes him to court, to Moses's court, and Moses says, "Yeah, you're right. He's right. You're not really supposed to be." Right. You don't have anywhere to go. In you don't have anywhere. You're, you're stateless. You don't, you don't have yichus. You don't have uh, a father. Yeah, you're stateless. Right. Again, a perplexing answer. Where's the Erev Rav? Where's the, uh, where's the others? Well, no, the, the difference here is that no one denies that he's, he's part of Am Yisrael. His mother is an Israelite woman. Right. So he's both in and out. I mean, the Erev Rav is like sort of the people around the camp. Right. This guy's like, well, and I belong in the camp. I'm part of Am Yisrael. My mother is right. uh, not Jewish. I want to be in. I want the Western Wall. Not the second Western Wall. Oh, I want stop the. It. No, it's the same kind of thing. I want that spot. I want the the he, he the wants inside to belong spot. fully fully. That's right. Fully. Wants that's right. To fully belong. And, right. and they said to him, well, truth is, you don't. You, you don't. So he leaves the court and he steps outside and they have some kind of tussle. And at this point he emanates and here's another weird part of the story. He 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 speaks the name of God and curses it. Like right. damn Don't. H-Y-J-A-Y-O-C, whatever, yeah, whatever O-U-G-H, yeah. you know? Like whatever the name of, of God is. Uh, which which we don't really have, but 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 I saw in right he 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 said the name the four well, letters. The pasuk is Vikov ben Ishayisarit et Hashem Vikalel. Right, right? meaning Vikov means seems he, to mean that he actually said the proper name of God. He said the proper name of God, and then Vikalel means that he cursed. He cursed. Uh, maybe he cursed God in some terms. Darn. No, not gosh darn. That means know, that means God will curse. He said, "Name of God shall be cursed." Darn like, gosh. Yeah, I'm I I I, <laughs> I curse you, G dash D. Right. Which is also weird. I mean, perfect which is sense also to weird. Me. Why, it why? makes perfect sense to me why that would happen. Because what has Moshe just said? And by the way, this is a pain that a lot of people feel today. Okay, Moshe so just I wanted said, to get to this. Yeah. yeah, Moshe just said, listen, I hear you. You know what? It doesn't work. Right. Here's the rules. Everybody here has a camp, according to their father. Your father isn't one of these camps. Right. Therefore, you don't have a place. And, and the guy walks out and says, that sucks. Right. It shouldn't be that way. Right. And while I can empathize with the statement, there's also an assumption there that, that he knows the way things ought to be. 
based on his own experience. This is one of the great challenges we face in our world today, is that especially because we live in a world that has elevated not just individualism, but human experience to the ultimate standard of truth, right? Am I subjective? That's how I feel. This is my narrative. Right. I, right? I, I am right. I am I am Jewish. Right. So they had these pictures of, I of, identify of bagels, as bagels during the... Uh, yeah, the Birikat Hametz. Birikat Hametz. So they're like, I identify, I identify as matzah. matzah right? right, you know? But which goes to the heart of the cultural battle that we're fighting. Which, But she's never dismissed the pain that goes with it. And this is the, the sort of ur story, the archetypical story of the pain that comes from living in a world with boundaries. Right. I don't dismiss it at all. I mean, I, th- I think that there is a little bit in there which is a critique of Am Yisrael and even Moses. There's a, there's a subtle critique there that says... Maybe you guys could have helped him find them a place. Maybe you, could, you maybe you could have spoken in some way. And who was this dude that like went went just nuts? Just let him? it go, maybe, right? Maybe you could have let it slide, and then and then a generation down, you know, the next child would have totally been a Danite. You know, mm-hmm. if you would have if you would have just like let it kind of go. There is something to be said for that. But on the other hand, right? So 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 the first side is like a guy looking for he's looking for to connect. Mm-hmm. By the, the way, and place. a lot of people were were uh, there was there was consternation for good and for bad about our discussion about the the gay issue, the the homosexual issue that we talked about in the last time we were uh-huh. together. A lot of people were like touched one way or another with that. It's a similar story. It's here. the same story. Right, here. It's the same story, right? So so on the one hand, like we could have embraced them a little bit more, even in language, even in. But on the uh, and and that's very nice of me to say that. But the Torah version of the story is. That a true uh, a, a nature came out of this person, which showed that instead of having a faith in God and saying, yeah, "I get it, I was born," I'm so wait a second, or, wait a or I don't get it, but I accept it. Right, but I'm I'm thankful to be born. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful to be connected to these people. I'm thankful that I even heard at Sinai. You know the Torah. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, and you know what I mean. I have the status. It's weird, but you know what? That also means that I can do different things. I could be like a Jethro. I could bring different thoughts. And I, I, there's a beauty to my life, and a beauty to the gift of my life, and, and a beauty to my weirdness. And it was because, but but it was but it was much more selfish. It was much more like, oh, I don't fit the way I want it. It doesn't work into my thing. So I curse he who created the whole world, who who who, who put me into this situation. I mean, it, what it makes me think of is it's the inverse of the story of Job, right? who, when he reaches the height of his suffering, his, his wife says to him, curse God and, and die. Like, like that's it. Like, what does that mean? Commit suicide? Like, uh, no, I think that what it's it like means that is that... It's like that old joke, after, after, uh, you know, do you believe in God? After what he right. did to us, it's like, curse God and die. Right. Like, no, I think what it means is she's saying to him is that, that cursing God is leaving life, like you just said. Uh-huh. I mean, that meaning... Curse God and just like let it go, uh-huh. like you know, you know, you just just. This, uh, the, are you saying? And this is an interesting thing you're saying, because curse God on the face of it means curse the God. Yeah, but but what you kind of I heard maybe is curse God means become an atheist, like relax on that whole thing. Don't don't recognize God by cursing him, but by curse God by saying yeah, well, it's, the, all, it's all it's all no. So in, in the God saturated world in which they lived, you know, coming an atheist is a is a, a anachronism, but. But it's precisely what I mean. Curse God means cut yourself off from this whole idea mm. that 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 you live in a God-centered world. That God that that that, that God has given you the Torah, or that or in Eov's case, that God is actually just the Creator and therefore directing the world. Mm. Just curse God, do what you want. Why are you still holding on to this? Look, because Eov wanted justice. He wanted to know. That's why he was demanding that God reveal what it was that he had done that he was being punished for. His wife said, "Look, what do you care?" Like, like, get rid of this whole God 
obsession you have, you're suffering. Blame God and say it's not okay and walk away. So in the same way, this this uh, the, the blasphemer had a moment in which the pain of being both inside and outside could have been, as you said, a, a, a spur to him to see it as an invitation or a question or right or 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 but a painful but powerful springboard for something more with his life. But that depends on hakarata tov, as you so nicely said, as recognizing the essential goodness of existence. That's precisely what he didn't do. Right. And, you know, he cursed God, and then the end of the day brought about his own death. Right. And and it, and, and there is a literary uh, connection here between how his father, an Egyptian, who was hurting Jews, uh, gets killed by Moses through the word, through the name of God, and now this guy who was hitting a Jew yet again says the name of God, it also takes him out of this world again. So there is there is a beautiful loop and, that's closed there. And even more than that, why was that Egyptian hitting a Jew? Because he felt that he was the master of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? He, he was the master of the world. He was going to take this man's wife. He was going to take his body. He's in control. And Moshe just said, you're not in control. God's in control. I'll show you. God. You know? right. And this person does the opposite. He lives within a world now which is clear God is in control. I mean, he's trying to get his spot in one of the tribes that are camped around the tabernacle mm. where the presence of God is dwelling. Remember, when he curses God, it's not like, God forbid, someone on the street today is like, yeah, what do I care about God? God doesn't mean anything to me. Listen, in all fairness, I get that, why the average person on the street today in, in 2019 not only would could say such a thing. How could you say such a thing mm-hmm. when you see the pillar of cloud mm-hmm. and you're still eating manna for breakfast? Right. Although, although I, I can make a little bit light of what you just said, which is we live in a time where there was a Holocaust, the state of Israel's reborn, miraculous wars, miraculous economy, et cetera, et cetera, living here in the, in the tough Middle East and, and, th- and thriving, and there's miracles every day, and, and I could see somebody in history being like, you know, later on down the line, be like, how, how could, could they, they? Yeah. How could they not see that? How could yeah. they not see that? It's it. so, it's so, it. you know, it's so blatant. It's so blatant. It's so huge. It's, it's true. It's so gigantic. It's a, it's. A, I, sometimes I try to explain this thought, and I think to myself, "This is ineffable. I can't explain." But I'll bring us back full circle, and I think that there's the incomprehensible nature of that, and the ease, seemingly, with which with which a lot of Am Israel, even here in 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 the land of Israel, sort of like sort of like dismiss that significance, is because of our inability to grapple with the sanctity of place, like the deep significance, not the sort of political. Coincidence or the salvation of like you know this all this discussion about how you know the what, what's her name the congresswoman who said that she's grateful that her people were able to Play. make space for us. Um, yeah. I'm going to go there. I don't want to go there. But the, you should go there. You should do a show on that. You should the, do a show on that because that's well. I didn't even have to. I'm sure you've seen like the Twitter storm and all the social media oh, yeah. like like um like listen. Why we go into the anti-Semitism of it? Can we just talk about historical ignorance or deliberate revisionism? Right? It's hard to know. Which one was going on there? I, I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't credit. I wouldn't call somebody dumb. I, 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 I might, um, but 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 no, I don't want to go there right now. Right. My my point was simply to say that the the, the sort of deep mistake of um, of the hall of the Eretz Israel as a refuge from the Holocaust, which mm-hmm. is an easy out from thinking about the sanctity of return to place. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's a lot. We just it, it doesn't fit our programming as Jews, especially religious Jews doesn't fit our programming. It's very hard to step into 
land consciousness, temple consciousness, mm-hmm. because all of the, this sort of software we've developed for survival and thriving over the last 2,000 years has been in time. It's been in time. And, and go back to that boy that from the yeshiva, he's exactly in this place where he's like, is Israel a, a refuge from the Holocaust, i.e. the army good? Right. No, it's God's call back to the Jewish people to the land of Israel and commandments, and therefore that version of it is, is pasul, is somehow... Uh, right, as, but, if, but, but as to, if you could have one without the other right, here. Right, right. But, and, and what I was trying to say, and I could see where he was in life, so I wasn't like upset with him or anything like that, and I, I told him, I'm so glad you asked, and I said to him, what's your opinion? You know, I wanted to kind of get him out talking, and also to feel like he can talk, because he kept on like apologizing. Mm. And I'm like, you don't, it's okay, we can have this conversation. Uh, that's, a, that's a deeper educational problem there. Uh, you know, you know, you know, it's related. It's related because being able to converse and being able to use a little bit of humor and being able to humor is a kind of uh, lubricant, yeah, if you absolutely. will, for for things to homogenize. That, Not only that, that, but it opens one to a context which is larger than logic can hold <laughs> exactly exactly yeah exactly and it's like you know it's like it's like but it's like a, it's like a shot of vodka will help well, you that's why that's why know? Yitzchak's name was Yitzchak Avraham when he heard like I'm almost 100 years old and I'm gonna have a child <laughs> right <laughs> like what else the response to like, right. that he believed God he wasn't the cynical after God forbid he's no. like there's only one response to that <laughs> right. that's right that's right <laughs> who knew that's right so, so a little bit of homogenization of, of, of different things. Like, yes, Israel is a, Israel, its first goal is to defend the Jewish people and to stop the next Holocaust and to be a refuge. Sure. That's the body of it. The base. That's the base. That's like, the, that's the vase, that, the vase that holds the, the flower. The, 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 that's the vessel. Now we, we're trying to fill it with spiritual content. That's the process that we're in right now, I think. I think we, we, we created a state, a state mechanisms, fine, and they're good, and sometimes they're, you know, it could be less a little good. bit less good. They could be a little fixed up right now. We were talking about that before the show. But really the, 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 the moment of this generation is to put spiritual content into it. Yeah, but I'm going to push not only that, but you said homogenization. I would say there's a synthesis that has to happen there because our mission is, is um, we're looking to redeem the whole world. Mm-hmm. So therefore our, our sort of army political system economy are not just like a, a passive vehicle for some sort of spiritual flowering in the same way we experienced it in exile, this sort of intellectual or the, or the more focused world of the mitzvot. We, we, we need to lead the world toward a redemptive culture. Yeah. You know, I, I think of us, I, I imagine our country ultimately as, cult, like, but not really, but cultivating a culture of the Jedi. Like, like we know how to keep the world in balance. Right. Right? And that balance involves a healthy physicality, and that balance involves a deep spirituality. It involves the, the joy of life. It involves the humility of saying, wow, you know what? That, I actually disagree with that personally in my experience, but I'm not going to curse God, Right. You know, which is one of the biggest challenges that we have in the world today. Everyone wants it their way, and if it's not their way, then you're wrong. You're wrong if you're my teacher. You're wrong if my parent. You're wrong if you're God. You're wrong if you're the government. And, and a lot of the time that's important because that pushes society forward. But there are lines in which a person has to accept, wow, maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Even if I deep in my heart believe that it's right, I don't have to be wrong. Maybe it's not right or wrong. Maybe I am right, but that's just not the way it is. I, I think what you're saying, and I heard this recently from somebody, uh, and he said to me something so kind of trite, kind of simple, but he said to me, we have to be a little less picky. 
we, I was about politics. Mm-hmm. It was like, this party is exactly like this. I won't vote for this party because it's exactly like this and not like this. It's like, just be a little bit less picky. And I think that when you come right out of the Holocaust, you're a little less picky. Yeah, we share. You're a little less picky. You, when, you're, when, you're, when you're kind of in this zone, there's, there's, a, there's challenges with bourgeois. Yeah, there's a luxury you, of a good life. Right. And you, get, you become, I don't want to live exactly in this community because it's a little bit like this and a little bit like this. And you become a little bit too... You, you know, yeah, I hear picky. Yeah, you become picky. I, I want to move territory. We're also Ashkenazi Jews, at least. I can't speak for the Sephardim. We're splitters, not lumpers. That's right. <laughs> we like, we like. You, you give us an opportunity, we're just going to start splitting off. Splitting yeah, off. it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Today, by the way, speaking of that, is um, the twenty fifth day of the Omer, uh-huh. and it's the. Uh, uh, the 25th day of the Omer is represented by Netzach Shebenetzach. That's right. As I was that's why my right here, leg is not working. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. That's right. The, 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 uh, the, the, that is the Netzach. The Netzach is, the, is represented by the right leg in Kabbalistic uh, imagery. Imagery. Listen, I was walking down here just now. I was thinking about Netzach Shebenetzach, and this woman was pushing two little twins. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, and I was like, Netzach Shebenetzach. You know, and it means really, uh, the word Netzach is a, is, a, is, a, is a word that I really like. It means victory. It means eternity. It also means music. It means uh, composition, orchestration. orchestration. Right. <clears throat> I love that that fact of it, uh, and uh, it also is is one of the names of God, as in Netzach Yisrael Oishakir. The eternity of God will will uh, the eternal one. The of eternal Israel. will not will not lie, and also and also Netzach also means what what I like about the victory aspect of it is that it's the victory through eternity. Meaning to say, yes. it's it's measured through infinite or eternal uh, that which is real lasts. Right, which which lasts. And the Jewish people's real, and I, I think the greatest single quote-unquote proof for God is the eternity of the Jewish people. I think that, that, that Mark Twain understood that also. Like, what sure. is his secret? Well, his secret is God, you know? And, and by the way, this speaks to our tension here with the, uh, with the and, and, Mikhail, yeah. And just, just before you get there, and then, and then the final thing is Jerusalem. My favorite accolade for Jerusalem is Ir Hanetzach. Like, and that's a great, that's a great brand in my mind. Because you have the Big Apple, and you have the, you know, and you have uh, the 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 city of lights and London, whatever it is. But Jerusalem, that's the eternal city. I love that. I love that name. And 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 it speaks that task that we have as a people to differentiate between the issues of the day, which are truly momentous and expressive of the eternal, and those that are just ripples on the surface of the water. And that and that and that our response to them is to not dismiss them, but to see them for what they are. This is a huge thing you're touching on, and, and I know we're out of, we're running out of time, but just another two minutes on this. I, I, I got to tell you something. I am on Twitter, uh, and I'm in the... As am I, to yes. the great surprise of many of my friends. That's right. That's right. Jewish you all can story. find me out there as Jewish story. That's right. Jewish yeah, I need, I need followers, by the way, folks. That's Do me right. a favor. Find me. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah, we'll you, go good places you, together. You, you got to get a little rougher. You got It's it's not an I announcing s- board. I, I hear you gotta, that. You got to get a little uh, rougher yeah, out there. I, 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 okay, we'll go there some other time. <laughs> But but speaking of roughness, I can't follow the news anymore. Mueller, Mueller, Schmuller, you know, uh, this, that, the other, uh, the, the, oh, Netanyahu, this champagne and that pistachio nuts and this submarine and... Let's see what the shift in yeah, the scale there. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just icky out there. And, and, and I, it's crass, it's also icky and it's, and it's, and it's frankly... Annoying. You know, I want to tell you what happened to me yesterday. My wife took my daughter to the old city in Yerushalayim for a bat mitzvah class. And I was with my two boys, seven and three. And it was three. It was 5.30 in the afternoon. And I said to them, put your sandals on. We're going for a hike. And we didn't, we didn't get in the car. We just walked. walked out. We walked out. We walked for three and a half hours, me and the kids. We even awesome. went to a restaurant on the way. 
and it was just like clean out a little bit get back to the wholesomeness and the goodness of the world the sweetness of the air i, I don't know what's out there right now it's like it's unreal. It's it's like somebody's making money off of my craziness. You know what I mean? Off of my, off my, it, off my tweets. There isn't my... a sort of an obsessive self awareness and and almost a, a picking at the scabs of our society. It's true. At the same time, there's a lot of rot that needs to be cleaned out. But yeah. it might just be that what you're saying is the best way to do it, which is unplug from that, live a healthy, clean life, yeah. and the uh, Rebunish Olam will will clear away because so much of it is, is just chaff. I hear where you're coming from there. So much of it just ripples on the water. Like, really, is anybody going to remember the submarine deal or Mueller? Maybe maybe if it brings down a government, causes a new process that we were talking about, a constitution in a greater, in a greater land, maybe yes. But you know what? Maybe no, and, and I find myself I find myself feeling like. But your kids will remember that hike. That they will exactly, you. exactly, exactly. And, I, and it was just there's a sweetness to the life, and I just I, I, like a lot of times I just want to get back to that, and then so and and like I just I, I just I just think that the, maybe maybe it's my kind of brain. There's just too many small details, and they're just the news of the day. You know, the one that you you wrap your your fish in tomorrow. It's like death by a thousand tweets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and what and what's dying is your sense of conscience, yeah, and, and your consciousness, and, and your sense of joy. And joy yeah. is a big part of consciousness. For sure, joy equals thankful. Again, back to the blasphemer. The, the spirit of God only rests on a person in joy. What's higher right. consciousness than that? The blasphemer, uh, you know, he he lost yeah. a sense of of what it was all about. He lost a sense of any perspective as well. Yeah, and it was about also, and it's also about power, wanting power. Like you, you said something before. His father wanted power. He controlled power. He was close to the. You know, ruling elite and 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 was and was pushing the next guy down. Same thing. Oh, I'm not inside the power. Okay, that I'm not happy with that. I'll strike at yeah at the know, source of the power. The source of the power. Okay, Rabbi Mike Foyer, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we didn't cover as much uh, Bihar as I would have liked to. I hope to do it next week with you. I guess we'll do Bihar Bechukotai, which is a, which is a classic. classic combo. Classic combo. We'll do that. Uh, Bezrat Hashem, like chocolate and peanut butter, and we're uh, we're we're starting to get to the kind of uh, zenith of the the book of uh, Leviticus. Every year, I'm like, oh, I, if I had more time to to master the book of of Leviticus, and it's a book to master. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a book to master for me, where stories come easier and understanding stories comes easier, and the law comes a little bit harder. So, like, I I always and as I've gotten older, I'm I'm more and more interested in the law. And more and more interested in delving back into the law and understanding uh, how it works and and how it dovetails fantastically with the stories. Yes, that's it. <laughs> no I, I, I wouldn't get any response there. Okay, folks, thank you so much for for connecting to us. Uh, right up next is Malka. I'll get a chance to speak to her a little bit just before my London trip. It's a world one thing, and I'm excited to go to London town and connect with my Jewish brothers and sisters out in uh, Great Britain, England, or London, whichever or. or the UK, uh, whichever one, yeah, whichever one it is. If you if you want to explain to me exactly how that works, that's great. Uh, you can connect Rabbi Mike for at the other show here uh, on the Land of Israel Network, which is called the Jewish Story. And you can write him an email at ravmike at thelandofisrael.com or facebook.com forward slash ravmike or his new website at jewishstory.co. Jewishstory.co. Okay, co is like it's me and you together. That's right. right? Cooperation. Or you can write to me, Yishai at thelandofisrael.com. My website, YishaiFleischer.com, uh, and of course, Facebook and Twitter. We do have a lot of fun Twitter. You can follow Rabbi Mike at Jewish Story, right? That's right. Uh, on Twitter. Uh, and, uh, and I'm having fun out there fighting the two-state folks and the, and the jihadists. I've been watching. Yeah, we're, having, we're trying to have a little fun out there. And also, at the same time, 
uh, went to an iftar dinner. Yeah, I saw this. See, see, I'm not anti-Arab. I'm pro-Arab. By the way, did you see my question? Someone asked me, we were very curious, who the Arab leaders were that sat with you guys? Uh, Khaldun Husseini from the Husseini clan. Yeah, I saw that. That was uh, you know, crazy. Um, um, uh, Ashraf Jabri of the Jabri clan in Hebron, and you know what? You could pick holes. You could you could pick at them and say, "Oh, this guy's not this strong, not this strong." No, what it wasn't. wasn't some, some no, some people have been I think writing that. Actually, was just curious. Yeah, there are Arab leaders out there. Uh, many of them are coming, and this is I have to give credit to Avi Zimmerman. Many of them are coming through the business community. Yeah, there's a will to you know. There's there's if you have any friends that are like biz, big business people, in their mind, government and all that, that's like a second class of, yes, like, for sure. like of, of, of getting things done. Uh-huh. Like they believe that business and, and money and that whole field of power and influence and things and, it's and the real world is the real world. And that other world, the regulatory world, is just that regulatory just and annoying. There to make problems. Yeah, it's like, it's like a bunch of people yapping and, and not actually doing anything. That's the way they think about it. My good friend Baruch thinks that way. He's just like, that, they don't do anything. You know what I mean? And... Um, uh, and these Arab business people are there saying, okay, we're, we want to get past the PA and past two state, past all these questions by really having business and getting life back together. Uh, and a lot of good and interesting, very interesting Arabs. And this was an in an Arab home. You have, I have never been in a place surrounded by so many Arabs with guns and felt so safe. I cannot tell you how many Arabs with guns that were there. I mean, I'm talking about 40, 50. I'm talking about like real security with a Palestinian flag and a security service called Lion. It was it was surreal stuff, but it felt great. Kosher food. We had Mahadran catering from Kirat Arba. <laughs> the whole event took place in Arabic and Hebrew and a shtickle of English. So and it was in a in a welcoming kind of tent. I saw it, it was beautiful. In in in, in the Arab part and really 30 steps from Marat Machpelah. If Maratha Mechpila going north, up the hill, the Jabri clan, that's where it was. And just interesting stuff. Hmm. Interesting stuff. So, so there is... There, right, there's, there's Arab-Jewish cooperation. There's, there's an alternative to the two-state solution. There's no Arab hate, but there is, in my mind, I don't hate Arabs, but I do hate Palestine, that idea of forming on my land, and I'm fighting that. Yeah. Sometimes with, with uh, Arabs together. Any case, lots of interesting stuff. So write us an email. Be connected. Connect to us on, on our various medias. And keep connected to the Torah of Israel, which is coming forth from Jerusalem. The light is coming from the light is coming forth from Zion. Okay, so don't be a blasphemer. <laughs> and instead be uh, a, a, a blesser. A blesser. Anything rhyme for the blasphemer? I don't know. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pass the ammunition. God bless you, folks. We'll be right back with Malka Fleischer. Rabbi Mike, thanks so much. And Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Have you ever had Shavuot in Yerushalayim? Or has it been many years since you've had Shavuot in Yerushalayim? Forget everything. If you can, if you have the means, book a ticket. Come to Jerusalem for Shavuot. It's so worth it. It's so powerful. And we're calling it the Shavuot of a lifetime. You won't regret it if, you're, if this is the one. Come out, come out for an awesome Shavuot together. Check out the website, thelandofisrael.travel. All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show. This segment recorded in Judea, Judea in the land of Israel, south of Jerusalem, and uh, right next to the birthplace of King David, and with such messianic aspirations, 
I bring you the beloved Marka Fleischer. Marka yes, Shalom. Thank you for that important and appropriate segue. Absolutely. Introducing me to the show. Yes, the city of Bethlehem is renowned both for being the birthplace of King David and the well, first the burial place of of Rachel, uh, our foremother, matriarch, uh, and the birthplace of King David, really the great king, and some other people were born there as well. So. <laughs> Uh, that, that's <laughs> that's where we live, and uh, it's a great honor and a pleasure to be here. And we're heading towards uh, the holiday of Shavuot, which has really its roots, pun intended. Ah, roots. It's got its roots uh, here in uh, Judea, with the story of of Boaz and Ruth, and the there's a proper word for this which I don't have right now, but the genealogy of King David is rooted here, in uh, in this place. So that's really. You know, Ruth comes back. She's she's a Moabitess. I actually want to, and, and and if you write to me and encourage me, I will do a whole uh, podcast just on the on the book of Ruth. Ooh. But you have to you have to write me and encourage me because I got hashtag a, hashtag. Uh, 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 I don't know. Ruth pressure. No, no. Give us uh, roots of root, roots of root. Okay, or the root of roots, root of roots. Ruth. Ruth, how about how about I don't want to be ruthless or Israel ruthless <laughs> because ruthless is a this good is thing. This is all the rest of the show yeah. is we're <laughs> just going to be trying to figure out this hashtag. <laughs> so just keep listening. Speaking of hashtags, Madonna's in town. Yeah, hashtag Queen of Pop. You know, I wrote an article about yeah. her uh, coming to Israel this week for JNS. So it turns out I went to Wikipedia, of course, because that's like where the baseline of going to that's where you start your research for yeah. everything. And it turns out that Madonna is the single highest selling female musical performer in history. Yeah. She's called the Queen of Pop. Yeah. I mean, we know, you know, Strike a Pose and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, Papa Don't Preach right. and all the classic things. That's what she said to the BDSers yeah. <laughs> who were trying to get her not to come here. She's like, Papa Don't Preach. And I wrote to her, why don't you come to Israel? You could take a holiday. <laughs> I wrote to her, it will be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I tweeted that out. So Madonna's in Israel. She gave the uh Yeah, she already arrived and there was there was like a little video and you try to make an make out her face. People were like filming her private plane from like far, far away. Yeah. When you, all you could see was like a hundred Israelis with their cell phones up trying to c- catch a glimpse of Madonna, like to capture her, to possess her inside their phone. Yeah. Well, anyway, so she well, arrived here in Israel, yeah. she's also known as AKA uh, Esther. Esther, right. Okay. That's the name she took on herself after studying at the Kabbalah Center for a few years. Um, and, you know, it's like we could laugh in the Kabbalah Center. We all know that the Kabbalah Center is this like weird quasi image of what Judaism is. It's like Perish a the part. Thought, Maka. But Perish. at the same time, yeah. <laughs> uh. I think it's cher- is it cherish. 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 Cherish the thought. Yeah, but I cherish. Right, anyway. Perish. But the truth is that I respect her and, and uh, for Everybody trying to learn some, some truth. And, and I don't know what they learn exactly over there at the Kabbalah Center, but I guess that there's some Judaism in it. By the way, the BDSers are, are still at Airbnb. Every day, BD, I love following BDS movement at Twitter. And they're like, get off of everybody. Uh, get off of Airbnb. They support occupation apartheid. Look, they do have some successes. It's just yeah. that they're not having them all the time. 
No, but I, I they're like back. for example here at the Eurovision. Yeah. So they wanted everyone to to boycott the Eurovision competition. Now, right. last year in Lisbon, I only know this because I wrote the article about it. I can't say I'm like a big follower oh, of, wait. of Eurovision. Wait, wait, we have to but, tell people. Uh, I think I said this, but Eurovision is is the equivalent of Super Bowl. It, yeah, it, I don't know. It's a massive thing. Yeah, here. it's big. In Liz, I think it was in Lisbon last year, and it it gathered like ninety thousand visitors to right. Lisbon. Some like huge migration of peoples came to watch this like pretty kitschy uh, music competition of European countries and Israel. Um, and it's become and also my next door neighbor here. I have to put it in somebody else's uh, mouth, and it's true. I was standing outside with our beloved neighbor Freddie. Yeah. Freddie the the great yes, Freddie the great neighbor Freddie Ahu Freddie Ahu who has always a you know when you catch him at a certain moment he will give you kind of like the wisdom of the nation you know okay y- have you ever talked politics with him I don't know what you're about to say have, but have you ever talked yeah, politics I guess yeah okay he's he's wise he's he ha- right. he has a wisdom and he has the spirit of the of the of the people you know he's okay the, he, he speaks for the people all right and he, <laughs> he told me. <laughs> He told me that he <laughs> went down to TA to Tel Aviv, uh, uh, and he um, just to see the whole uh, Eurovision preparation and and it's. He told me that on the beach in Tel Aviv, from like the Hilton, yeah, all the way down to Jaffa, there are screens. What? Giant screens, and that and that there are. He says hundreds of thousands of Israelis are right now just walking what? past the beach what, to and the watch screens. the Eurovision. And are, yeah, watching the Eurovision. Huh. And then he said to me, with his uh, with his with his uh, customary quip and sarcasm, no. he told me that the Eurovision has become a a uh, pageant of um, iniquity and well, of, of of an alternative of alternative lifestyles, uh, etc. That's what he told me. I didn't say that, folks. Okay, so don't don't be writing me angry letters. I really right. don't know, but the point that I wanted to make is is that in Lisbon they got like ninety thousand visitors. Mm-hmm. They to- and the organizers were like, "Oh, in Tel Aviv we'll probably get like fifteen thousand visitors." Yeah. We ended up getting like five thousand visitors, right. which is a little bit of a drag. <laughs> Um, the good news is that Israel did all kinds of craziness in order to prepare for this, which ends up being good for us. Right, One of like, the things they did was give like culture lessons to service providers in the Tel Aviv area, like like cab drivers. They're like saying please and thank you, or like how to say things in English, basic like. What language. was it like a massive like? Was there like a massive hanger of of? Like, yeah, cabbies? I don't know. Okay, like, people. Everybody listen. I tell you now. You say. It is that's Russian for come here. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's That's a little that's a little y- lifeguard y- humor. Y- you know, you know, you you're 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 saying this, but I've actually experienced this. Uh I remember a few years ago I went to the basically like a few days after it opened, went to the uh what's it called that hotel? The uh not the Helmsley, what's it called now? Uh, the uh the new hotel in Jerusalem. The the, the, the Waldorf, Waldorf. The Waldorf. Helmsley. I think she that's related. So anyway, so 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 I was like, I'm in there, and I'm feeling uh, something's different. Something's going on here. And I've noticed, that, like, I walk in, and people just kind of smile at me, nod, hello, sir. <laughs> I'm like, something is off. I'm like, I know this feeling, and I know it's a feeling that I feel in other places like America, but I don't usually feel it here. And it turns out that I had a friend who was a contractor, yeah. At uh, at the Waldorf, the Waldorf and he said the, all of their workers 
went through sensitivity uh, proper. What did you call it? Etiquette training. Yeah, like culture training. Culture training, and they were like, "There's a there's a whole etiquette of like nodding <laughs> and nod back, little smile, hello, little." And these are things that People are natural. Are like writing it down, they're like, "Smile, smile now, now engage the smile." I think they probably put little earpieces for the, for the for first it. few days. Smile now, now smile. Michael, you don't smile, you're fired. No winking. Okay. Anyway, so uh, so there was like, so you could really feel the difference. That's good. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, a lot of Europeans are not like, oh, your vision's in Israel. Great, I'll go to Israel. You see why? Because the thing is about Israel is that that is not its selling point. It's not Greece. It's not Italy. It's not France. And it's not Spain. And it's not even Morocco. Okay? It's the Holy Land. It's the, it's <laughs> yeah, the it's Holy, the Holy Land. Land, but people come to the Holy Land. Yeah. You know, Ishai, wait, in wait, fact, wait, wait. Ben-Gurion International Airport, yeah. I read this this week, yeah. is going to be undergoing like a $780 million rev- renovation, the biggest renovation since they put up the Terminal 3, because the number of tourists is growing and growing and growing every year, and they're running out of capacity. And they, they're going to be like extending out the terminal and adding more check-in counters and stuff, and all of it's going to also enable more airlines and more flights to go through all at the same time so it's not like people don't want to come here i love our airport yeah we have a nice airport. i love our airport I like going although to they airport. took the couches away from the little waterfall area i don't i don't understand that yeah. i want an explanation i never go there because i just don't i never i never stop there but uh, i know what you're talking about there's no food there there's nothing there and yeah, but you had those couches and you had the waterfall yeah. area it was very soothing i go to the lounge oh my god what a snob <laughs> It's not snobby. It's just true. I just don't stop there. But um, uh, you, you know, Maka, uh, today I was in the mall uh, ch- trying to get a cover for my phone. And I walked into, yet again, I walked into the Tevanaot store, which is shoes, Israeli shoes. Mm-hmm. I am dead set in buying Israeli shoes. I want to buy Israeli shoes. Maka, Good luck with that. Well, weirdly and miraculously as I was contemplating an Israeli shoe that finally felt semi-comfortable to me but I have a problem with shoes in general uh, I just I have a an arch problem feet issue yeah I have, I have not feet foot issue I have one arch that always hurts I like to tell this to my listeners because listeners I, come up with all kinds of solutions right. I have a I have a I, I have what they call plantar fasciitis or something like that whatever it's called it's basically my arch hurts always my right arch and sh- and, and certain shoes just make it crazy Anyway, I tried on a pair of, of notes that were not bad. And then my boss from Hebron, the director general of the Jewish community of Hebron, just bumped into me what? there. Yeah, it was really fun. You guys went shoe shopping together? No, he reminded me. He's like, and, and, uh, he, you, know, and he doesn't, you don't get to be a boss at Hebron just for nothing. Uh, he's good with, with, with understanding how to, how to get the deals done. Okay. And he's like, well, I have a, a product that I need to buy at the shoe store in... The the, yeah. the 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 store, yeah. and he's like, and anything that you get there, you buy one, you get the second. Yes, thing, ha- I've half tried off. to train you this. Yes, you have, and he reminded me of that. He's like, I need to buy this thing, so so let's. Uh, oh, you guys are gonna uh, go in together a little shoe shopping. Yeah, well, he's got to buy something else, but uh, yes. Okay. Okay, but I want to buy his. Re- I tell you, Manka, I basically, I'm basically old school. I'm thinking to myself, if if Israel makes shoes, I I want a pair. If if Israel if Israel you by the way wear Israeli shoes yes you ha- these are Israeli shoes right there your notes and you yes, also have sandals I wore, yes and my short sandals right. we just bought the entire family Baruch Hashem at the 
Kevin Oach store in Gush Etzion. Right. We bought everybody the Shorish sandals, which in my opinion are absolute essential footwear for summertime. In Israel, especially. In Israel, yeah. And anyone who wants to do like a long day of walking in their sandals or who wants to go to the beach and be able to like get your shoes a little messy and then just hose them down and then still have your sandals and have them be good. Great shoes. So so I, I, I own an Israeli watch. Which I'm very proud of, which yes. I like very much. Um, it's uh, a D. A D watches. I like it very much. I want to own an Israeli pistol. Okay. We'll talk about that. Yeah, and I want my and I want listeners to like donate money so that <laughs> so that I could so that we could I could carry on the pistol in an international pistol. Are you gonna get a like a big Megan David engraved in the handle? What's that called? The handle? Yeah, I I want actually just an Israeli pistol, and they make plenty of awesome pistols. And I'm not going to buy no Glock and no other thing. I just want an Israeli pistol. That's what I want. Um, and then, or no Smith either. Well, God no? bless him. No, I want an Israeli pistol. I figure if we make pistols, why can't I have an Israeli one? And then I want, but more more, more presently, I want an Israeli shoe. Nice. Can you, can you help me, Malka? Yes, I will try. All right, good. We'll go to the shoe store together. Any of the former things that we talked about, you know, Israeli, Israeli uh, products, you want to send the hashtag about your favorite Israeli product? That would be awesome. Don't think that we're the ones that know everything about Israel. Quite the opposite. Many times, like for example, recently, uh, I was in Boston and I was staying at a very nice house, and and nice people told me that they order their medicines from some called something called IsraelPharmacy.com, and basically you can get like all the medicines that you need if you have like from this website, but they're Israeli versions of it, and they come from Israel. Oh, like the Israeli generic? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it's speaking like, of which, Teva is in some epic major lawsuit right now oh. we got to pray for teva yeah you got to pray for teva see we don't we don't need bds we got our own issues all right uh everybody i want to thank you very much i want to thank malka it's it's late night here yes i want to thank you so much uh, you came from a friend's 40th birthday That's party right. happy birthday to annie happy birthday annie our good friend annie god bless you such a good lady great lady great lady great friend and happy 40th Okay. For I, I told her she's not 40. Yeah. She's two 20-year-olds. That's right. Two, that's right. That, by the way, that's that's a chazal. Chazal are like, uh, she was, uh, uh, you know, she was, uh, what was it? 127 years old. She was like, wise like 100, look like, you know, beautiful, like, beautiful like, like 20 and something like, like seven. Innocent like seven. Yeah. It's like, 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 yeah, perfect. So, so, so there's, uh, that's, that's, that's totally, uh, that's totally great. That's totally great. God bless all of us for our ages. Sometimes people say to me, I'm 43. People say to me, you're young. I go, yeah, but uh, we're all on the same conveyor belt of time. Yeah, we, uh, we're lucky like, to get older, though. Yeah. We're not exactly all on the same conveyor belt of time. Everyone has their their expiration date. No, but but, but time works on all of us. Is a long, long time from now. Just the last few days, I've gotten a chance to spend more time with the kids outside a little bit because it's been summery. It's been really... I felt like, I, like today, like I was on the swing and I was tired, so I had the kids swing me <laughs> on those. They you know, must the, have loved that, that one big, of the big round ones. The big round ones. So I just lay down, closed my eyes. The sun was not beating on my face, wow. and I was swinging. Kids were swinging me. That's really cute. Talking to me, talking my ear off <laughs> about something or other, and, uh, and it was just, uh, it was just, it was just. Uh, it's good to be a child. It's good. It's good to be. It's good to feel childlike. And uh, uh, it, the summer is here, and uh, it's very hot outside in Israel. Uh, tomorrow I'll be in London, and so that's it's gonna be much cooler. But like, um, it's it's good to feel that summery child feeling. And I'm I'm excited for I'm really 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 excited for beach time. Yeah, 
And in the meantime, before we get to beach time, I also want to recommend that you check out our incredible weekend of Torah and inspiration on Shavuot. I was at Annie's party let me just, just now. Let me just say the website one time and then you'll tell your yes. thing, which is uh, thelandofisrael.travel. Thelandofisrael.travel. I was at, excuse me, I was at Annie's birthday and and one of the one of Annie's friends, a mutual friend, was like, I saw that you're doing this Shavuot event, which made me feel very excited and proud and also a little bit right, scared. Right. And then she was like, you have some big names on your list. And I was like, wow, because it turns out that, that people really do know a lot of the speakers who uh, the Land of Israel Network has managed to line up. Yeah, with Mizrahi. With we're, Mizrahi, we're, World Mizrahi, which is a really exciting a partner partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, there's going to be some really, really first class speakers. Now, I want to make a pitch here. I want to make a pitch. people can either come and stay for like a whole full body experience <clears throat> where they stay in a hotel and there's going to be day trips and all kinds of like incredible stuff and of course like opulent food everywhere you're going or in jerusalem in jerusalem in jerusalem it's like in the jerusalem of the jerusalem you're like just you're like a sneeze away from the old city it's right, it's right across the street uh which is an amazing amazing location um, and if you decide that you're not up for sleeping over or, you know, you just want to join in for the Torah learning, that's also an option. And it's going to be a whole night, more than one night. It's going to be two nights of awesomeness. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited. I think we're really privileged to be a part of it. So I, I just want to make a pitch here. Go. Okay. Here's my pitch. My pitch is to the people who live outside the land of Israel and who are listening to the show today. Have you ever had Shavuot in Yerushalayim? Or has it been many years since you've had Shavuot in Yerushalayim? Forget everything. If you can, if you have the means, book a ticket. Come to Jerusalem for Shavuot. It's a whole different Shavuot. It's so worth it. It's so powerful. It's really, it's like, and we're calling it, I'm, <laughs> it's bombastic, you know, uh, and, you know uh, and I learned this from, from the great Rabbi, Rabbi Jeremy compelled that sometimes you got to send sell things big, but this one I really this is this is called the Shavuot of a lifetime, and uh, and I really recommend that people come out and just do it, just do it. You won't regret it if you if you're anywhere out there, you know our, our friends in Atlanta and our friends in uh, Florida and Boca and our friends in California and our friends of course in New York and Boston and all, all the places. Just just. Do it. This is this is this is the yeah. one. Come out, come out for it's an awesome show. It's a beautiful season together. to be out, also. Yeah, and it, and it, and it's and it's um, and it's, it's a, very it's a real special, and especially that it's. I mean, anywhere holiday. you're going to be in Israel at any given time is always a great privilege, but to be Shavuot in Yerushalayim, and not just in Yerushalayim in some really cool neighborhood, but right across from the old city, which is hopping. I mean, it's like, it's like. Sp- you know, sparkles flying out of there all night long. Yeah, and not to mention sparks. at the hotel. Sparks. Or I was sparkles? thinking actually, little sparkles, like you know, like when you get a present and is, then there's sparkles. I feel like a spark is a boy spark and a sparkle is a girl spark. I have to okay. think about that. All right. Uh, so you're 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 taking us off on a whole thought process now. Sparks. Now and we're going to have to interrupt our whole thinking in order to yeah. think about that. And of course, little sparklets all around. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, it's going to be really, really special. And, and Ishai is going to be teaching and I'm going to be teaching you and bet. all your favorite Land of Israel hosts are going to be teaching and some really great names. Shani Terrigan is going to be speaking and uh, Rabbi David Aaron is going to be lecturing. It's going to be gonna really, be really something to be a part stars. of. There's going to be stars. The Marco. truth is that we are staying in a neighborhood. Spars, stars, uh, spars, we're not sparks staying at the sparkles. hotel. We're staying in a neighborhood like 20, 25 minutes away. Yeah. And I myself, I'm like already sweating a little bit because I want to go to the classes. No worries. We'll take care of it. Like I don't want, I mean, I do want to teach. I'm a little scared about it, right? But I do want to give classes. But I want to hear these other lectures. They're going to be some really incredible lecturers. Yeah. I think this is a really big opportunity. You got it. All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show. I really enjoyed the show today. Great time with Rabbi Mike Foyer. Really, we had a great, great conversation about the blasphemer. It wow. was deep. Woo. I, like, I, I always knew that it was an interesting segment in the Torah for me. Like, I kept reading about it, and it just, it just came out. I got to listen to it myself because wow. it's uh, it great. Cool. Great, like, like understanding and who the blasphemer is, what is, what is it within us. Uh, and great talk with you about so many great things happening. Living life. This is, I think, really the segment with you is about. Sparks, sparkles, sparklets. Sparklets. Sparks and sparkles and sparklets. And uh, I'm not sure I'm going to call the show that. Uh, but I want to thank you, Malka, very much for joining me in this late hour in Judea. And Oh, and I want to say, on the other hand, for those people who heard that message about coming to the land of Israel, uh, travel, escape weekend, extravaganza of the greatest Shavuot of your lifetime. If you can't make it, then catch a sparkle. <laughs> you know? Just catch a sparkle like Rainbow Bright, you know? Uh, or like, what's his name? Oh, not Rainbow Bright. What was his name? Le Petit Prince. You know? We are sending you, as much as we can, a light from Zion. And just just taste a rainbow. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know. <laughs> it's a lot of metaphors happening. You know what I'm talking about here. I'm saying like, like, like we're like, okay. If you can come, it's calling. And if you can't come, Get as much of it as you can, and make sure. And you know what? You know what? This year, if you're living in in places that have it, like in Toronto and in, in New York and L.A., whatever, buy cheese from the land of Israel. They they market they market or milkies. Of, I know they sell milkies around the world. Yeah, get it from the land of Israel, Israel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like get it and and consume it. Let it be inside of you. Feel that. Do you have any special requests for Shavuot, me Shavuot menu this year? Milky. I don't know why. It's just coming really? to my head. I'd like a milky. I'm going to try to make your blinches. Yo. Once a year you make these Twice blinches. a year I make them now. Twice a year. Because you said that you oh. told me I used to make them once a year for Shavuot, but then you told me that that was not enough. There is nothing. So now I make them also on Sukkot. I'm salivating. <laughs> and, and I'm already Wait, do like. Do you want them with the blueberries? Yes. I'm already, okay. I'm already like having a milk coma right now, <laughs> which is what I have every Shavuot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if I eat another quiche, I'm going to throw. Okay, I want to anyway. make something with brie this year. Yeah, me too. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so, so, <laughs> so yeah, so, 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 so buy something for yourself. Well, certainly a wine from the land of Israel and, and just ca catch a, catch a wave when you're sitting on top of the world. You know what I'm saying? Just, just get, <laughs> get, get the light from Zion. All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show. Malka Fleischer, thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Ishai. Safe travels out there in yeah. Great Britain. Great yes. because it is great. 
I know you love England, and I'm. I gonna, am an Anglophile. You were supposed to go with me, but it didn't it happen. Didn't, it didn't work out. But a, there will be more opportunities. I hope. You bet. I hope they'll invite us back to Limud UK one day. Yeah, that yeah. was really an amazing experience. I would like to go back to England for Limud UK. Okay, very good, but, folks. Uh, but have a great time out there. I will, uh, and I'll miss you. And I'll, uh, but I'll but I'll uh, WhatsApp with you. Get the uh, kids the the Big Ben keychains. I'll I'll do something like that. In the meantime, folks, those who are listening to us, please do me a favor. If any part of the show touched your heart, bless your heart. If, any, if it touched your heart, so please write me an email, yishaitthelandofisrael.com, or anything you want to tell, uh, uh, advise us, or tell Malka, all, all of the above. Uh, it's easy to reach me uh, through yishaitthelandofisrael.com, and also um, website portal, yishaitfleischer.com, and visit our friends and sponsors at Hebron, hebronfund.org. Come to visit Hebron, the four fathers and mothers, and don't forget to put on those blue strings that make it really, uh, make you surrounded by by connectivity to, to our ancient history, our, our, our glorious destiny, the world's glorious destiny, and that's at T-E-K-H-E-L-E-T.com, T-E-K-H-E-L-E-T.com, and that's it. And God bless you wherever you are, folks. Stay strong, stay tuned, stay connected. God is broadcasting 24-7. All we have to do is tune in, and we are hoping to broadcast just a little bit of His great light, which is shining into the world through the land of Israel. And through his amazing Torah. God bless you wherever you are, Manka. Thanks again. Thanks, Yishai. And Shalom. Shalom. You know, it's not just a refinement of the Jews, and it's not just the strength of the Israelis now, but there is a whole world of the nations that are a part of this process, and they are being refined just as well, and they are going against the grain. With the rise of anti-Semitism, it's going to get harder and harder to stand up. And there's no running away from it either. I mean, there's nothing greater than living as a Jew, especially in our world today, where we see the ingathering of the exiles from all around the world. They're coming back to the land of Israel. We have our own state. The technology, the innovation, the light that's coming out of the Jewish people in Israel is unparalleled. And that's part of what we're trying to broadcast here on the Land of Israel Network and share that message. Israel Inspired with Ari Abramowitz and Jeremy Gimpel on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com.